quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Welcome aboard. Jim Taddy with you. Perry Leftor, co-host, will join us very shortly. Yes, guys, presented by our friends, Hyundai Canada. Experience the all-new Elantra, their state-of-the-art sedan that elevates every journey with intuitive features like an available 10.25-inch touchscreen display with available wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, plus advanced safety technology like available parking collision avoidance assist. The all-new Elantra goes above and beyond to keep you connected and protected. Learn more about the all-new Elantra by visiting HyundaiCanada.com or your local dealership. So, uh, Perry Lefko will join us shortly, having some technical issues, but uh, uh, this will be sorted out. And coming up in the broadcast, let me tell you that we're going to introduce you to or reintroduce you to Randall the Handle, and he's going to be our regular guest. Today is his audition. I hope he can pass. He's going to come up with a super pick for the NFL. And uh, after that, we will talk about something called the economic life of a building. Charles Park is a manager broker, uh, broker manager actually at REMAX West Realty Incorporated, and uh, he is going to tell us uh, the equation of depreciation and write-offs that every building has, and that includes your local stadiums and how that equation works and how it deems the building is no longer of any value and why they're torn down. This is a North American thing. You certainly don't see that in Europe. Kevin Waugh will be by. He's the conservative MP of Saskatoon Grass uh, Grasswood, and he is uh, the author of the Safe and Regulated Sports Betting Act uh, a proposition, I guess, maybe that's not the right word, submission or, or bill that is uh, in, in front of people that uh, will be, uh, you know, either regular or passed or not. And then, of course, Yes Guy, No Guy rounds out the broadcast. I hear Perry in the background, a little bit of a stutter start. How are you today, sir? I'm great, sir. How are you today? Uh, let me check. Everything's okay. Everything's going well. So Randall the Handle will join us uh, very shortly. Uh, but uh, big news, and I had a meeting yesterday with our, our team that covers the Raptors, and I can't spill the beans, otherwise I won't be here next week. But we have our plans in order for the NBA season, and uh, the Raptors announced right after that meeting their first half schedule. Of course, they're playing out of Tampa, and uh, there's, they have announced that the, all weekday home games will start at 7.30. Weekday home games means the ones in Tampa. Weekend home games will either tip off at 6 or 7.30. Each team will play 72 games, and the Raptors' first half has been released. The second half of the schedule still working on and. And, uh, and, of course, we're going to figure out what's happening that way. So just before we bring in Randall, uh, Perry, your thoughts? The NBA is all over the place the last couple of days, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm frankly shocked, surprised that it's happening as quickly because it just seemed like the season just ended. And you look at the NHL, they can't seem to figure out when they're going to start. So it's great that the NBA is on schedule, and uh, I'm happy that you're going to be fairly busy with your unknown partner. I can confirm it's not me. Yeah, sorry, guy. Uh, had to stiff you that way. Guy, uh, so guy, we, like, come on, guy. <laughs> I can't, can't get into too much. It's a, it was a secret meeting, and you're not allowed to spill the beans. But everything will be 
released and announced uh, from our end, uh, TSN 1050, uh, next week, uh, early in the week, I would expect. And so it's the Amali Arena in Tampa that will be the home of the uh, Toronto Raptors. They tip off their 26th season on Wednesday, December 23rd, when they host New Orleans at Tampa. And, of course, there are three preseason games that, that start, I believe, next Saturday. And we'll have all the details on what we're going to cover, certainly in next week's edition of Yes Guy. And, and of course, that segues nicely, or sort of nicely, into our first guest, Randall the Handle, is back with us. And his story is, uh, of course, well-known prognosticator uh, well-known uh, cfl lines uh, nfl lines to say the very least and uh, has been in the business for a number of years 26 years nine with the globe 17 at the toronto sun post media and odds makers solely responsible for setting cfl lines globally from 2005 to 2019 and of course nothing to be set this year randall how are you today hi guys how are you doing good good so i mean uh, let's just get right to it you have a pick right i mean the nfl is is um, it's fascinating to watch this year it certainly has our attention yeah i mean everything's strange this year right everything we watch everything we do everything is strange so the nfl may as well be strange as well i mean they probably should have canceled the season at some point because they're really um having a hard time getting these games in with full rosters but there's such a demand, and it's and they're making it work somehow. It's also so strange, as we've seen with the other sports, not to have fans at the games. But strange is the theme for 2020, as we all know, and we just go with it. Randall, I I was very vehement that that game should have been canceled last week, the Denver game. I don't care what kind of rules they had in place. When you're talking about four quarterbacks that aren't available and you have to fire a wide receiver, why did they not cancel that game? I agree with you, Perry. I saw your tweet, and I agreed wholeheartedly. Um, they either should have forfeited the game, or, or just not, or or um, not play it. Like it was, it should not have been played. They were they were risking injury to players. Denver had no chance in that game whatsoever. They had different rules for Baltimore leading up to that week, and it really made no sense at all. But again. Um, there's a domino effect. You cancel that game, and then it affects the next game. And I don't know what their thinking was, but but I agree with you. I just uh, I'm sort of of the opinion that what happens uh, to complete this year's run for all sports and what could happen in the early part of next year just goes into an area that is referred to as pandemic sports. And and I guess the comparable would be you'd have to go way back into a world war when a lot of the players were fighting for freedom, of course, and the rosters were depleted and there were some really heinous scores that were rolled up in all leagues and they just referred to it as, as wartime sports. And I guess maybe the best way to sum this up, this is pandemic sports and some weird stuff's going to happen. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm good with that. Let's send in the, the big fat asterisks and they go beside every game and every championship and every, every result and statistic and record and why not? Randall, I grew up in the 70s, as did you, and the Miami Dolphins went undefeated one season, and it hasn't happened since. So I'm kind of on the fence about Baltimore. Would you like to see them go undefeated? Because it almost happened with New England you know, a few years ago. What are, your, what are your prediction, your prognostications? I think you meant Pittsburgh, um, but yeah, I they're 11-0. They're, they're the only undefeated team, but they're not the best team in football. I mean, when Miami went undefeated, I'm not sure they were the, the best team in football. The year Miami went undefeated, they were actually a three-point underdog in the Super Bowl. So 
you can't always read into records. Pittsburgh has, has been very fortunate in many, many ways this year. I don't think anybody considers them to be a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that the general consensus are, is that the Chiefs are the team still to beat. They're the defending champs, as we know. And, I, I mean, Pittsburgh's schedule is so-so. they got a couple of games that, that uh, they could get challenged on. I think they play Indianapolis. Cleveland, if they don't mess things up like they usually do, could give Pittsburgh a game. So we don't know. But I don't think they'll go undefeated, and I certainly don't think they're the best team in football. Well, Randall, I've, I've got to ask you about my lines. They sit at 4-7. and seven. They've cleaned their front office out yet again. And at 4-7, and seven, they could lead the NFC East, but they're just pathetic in the NFC North. And yet they go in against Chicago, in Chicago, with uh, an interim coach and, and maybe some, some new optimism. What do you think is going to happen in that game? You know, Jim, I kind of like the Lions in this game. Simply, I don't know if it's so much uh, supporting the Lions as it is fading the Bears. The Bears cannot be favored. They literally have the worst offense in football. The Jets, uh, who are abysmal, have a better offense. Chicago can't go forward. And I think that the Lions having a new coach is going to help them. Although, in history, mid-season, let's give them the tag, interim coaches or New guys midseason hold a 14 and 22 record in their debut game. So it hasn't worked out always so well, but I know they like Daryl Bevel. I know he's a popular guy in the locker room, and I think there's going to be a huge response to, to Matt Patricia being gone. I don't like that Kenny Galladay is out because Stafford is much, much better with him in the lineup. He's a, he's a, he's a top receiver. But you just can't lay three points with the Bears. Randall, um, hope to have you on each weekend as early as next week uh, with a sponsor. But for this week, can you just tease the audience with a best bet, maybe even give two if you want, but make it quick? You know, well, let's go to Monday night, Perry, because I don't understand why on a neutral field San Francisco has gone favored over the Bills. San Francisco can be a good team when they're – when they have their full roster, but they're still missing many key guys. They're missing pass rushers. They're missing their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're missing their, their star tight end in George Kittle. And yet this game opened with Buffalo being a favorite. Money is poured in on the Niners. I don't really understand it. Bills are a better team in their current form. So if I'm going to give out a game, that's the one I'm going to go with. Take the Bills as an underdog on a neutral field in Arizona, of course, San Francisco having to play there because of COVID-related issues, and they don't have a home, a home stadium right now. Randall, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Looking forward to having you back on a regular basis. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Randall the Handle, at Randall Handle is the Twitter account. And, uh, Perry, I have already, oh, it's our third show, I have a bone to pick with you. I mean, I grew up in the 70s as well. Thanks for cutting me out of that, that you know, maturation process. I mean, wh what kind of a co-host are you? Jim, guy, I gave him a wrong name for a team. I'm, I'm behind the eight ball already. You don't have to make me feel any worse than I do, okay? <laughs> and okay, quick one. Yeah, okay, okay, guy, quick whatever one, guy. Gee, okay, wow. guy. All right. Right. People are wondering, when, when did the tat man grow up? And the question might be never, so still working on that. Just wanted to clear the air there. I was, you know, kind of concerned. I'm trying to make you youthful. You never age, okay, guy? Yeah, I like that. That was a nice recovery. 
Okay. I am pretty right. excited about the NBA, though. It's uh, There's a lot of stuff going on, and, and I'm told we're going to be busy uh, probably within a week with this stuff and still waiting for the NHL. Uh, so it looks like the NHL will be a month later. We don't know that for sure, but it tr- sort of tracks that way. And uh, sort of the reverse of, uh, I just love how the NBA does their business. They just seem to march ahead, and everybody else follows suit. I've said that many times, and I'm not going to change my tune on that one. I just think it goes back to the previous commissioner. He had his hand on everything. He had the pulse of what was going on. He knew what to do. His predecessor basically has followed in step. Yeah, they just seem to get their act together. And, again, this goes into the situation. We can't even talk about sports without talking about the business of sports. And we're dealing now with things like escrow. And, you know, how many people in normal conversation use escrow when they're talking about sports? To me, this is one of the problems with sports right now. It's too complicated with the associations, money, TV, and everything else that goes with it. Well, and that's true, but you wouldn't blame the players for that. They just want their fair share, and, and they want to follow, you know, what the CBA maps out. I never am critical of people who want what they're owed or what they're due. Uh, you know, I don't know why people would assume it's all right for ownership to make money and, and the players who really are the sport not to or, or not get their share. So you have to be fair about this. Another problem I have, and it's similar to what we're just saying right now, when players are getting $40 million a year, I mean – at the end of their careers, they will have amassed, I don't know, hundreds, hundreds of millions, maybe even half of a billion. So when you're talking about owners who've made their money, you're also talking with people now who are going to be making so much money, they effectively could become owners down the line, like Michael Jordan. So it's, it's too complicated right now with salaries that are so out of whack, a normal person couldn't even identify with it anymore. Well, and I get that, and I understand. And once you bring it down to the normal, uh, average person salary, that that is uh, almost apples and oranges. I regret to say, but it is. I mean, when you're dealing with an athlete, he is uh, because of the CBA. He, the, uh, the collective group is guaranteed a percentage of the revenue that they generate. Uh, people don't uh, mind when ownership makes all kinds of money because corporations are supposed to do that. Individuals apparently are not. So I applaud, you know, I, don't, I never have any problem with what anybody gets paid because, you know, there's two signatures on the contract. One is the player and one is the team. So everybody agrees to it. What's the issue? If you want to do a comparable, then maybe the, the right way to do a comparable instead of slagging the athlete is, is that people that we now know are more relevant to our safety and health should be paid better. But that's, that doesn't mean that the, the player has to make that up. It's, it's, it's our system that is eroded. And it's a free market system. You know, anybody can get paid as much as they possibly can, particularly athletes. When we're talking now about doctors in this period right now of COVID-19, they should be paid way more than what they're getting paid. But again, that's the, the regulations, that's free market. It's all these things coming into effect. It's just unfortunate now we've come to realize more than ever how important doctors, nurses, caregivers, caretakers, all those people are. Well, minimum wage workers, let's be honest. Uh, we'll come back to that as we move along. Yes, guys, presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. Coming up next, my real estate buddy, Charles Park. We're going to talk about the economic life of a building-slash-stadium. This is Yes Guy on TSN 1050 and the TSN Radio Network. Now back to the Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050.
This guy presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel. The all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. And since we're talking money, let's talk about the economic life of a building. The definition is it refers to the amount of time an element is in service before its replacement is more advantageous economically than the continued maintenance that will be required to keep it in service. For expert analysis, Charles Park, managing broker at REMAX West Realty Incorporated, is our guest, Charles, welcome. How are you today? Pleasure to be here, Jim. Our, our thrilled to have you. And, I mean, this economic life for a building, I mean, there's an equation of depreciation and write-offs due to, to ongoing maintenance or repairs, and at some point it ends, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, everything has its life, uh, depending on exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I don't think arguably uh, anybody can say that the, uh, the Skydome slash Rogers Center is at the end of its life. But uh, I guess it's all a matter of perspective. So at some point they would look at that and say, if we continue on with this structure, we're going to have to spend um, so many millions of dollars to do this, that, and that, and it's going to take that amount of time. And then, and then you would look at if we started over, it might be to our advantage and, and would actually be uh, more economically feasible, even though there's a, there's a big outlay for construction. Is that accurate? That is absolutely correct. Uh, however, there is something that, that there's, a, there's an intangible uh, thing being that isn't being considered here. Uh, it's one thing to have a you know a fifty thousand you know uh, capacity building uh, that you know is pretty much fulfilling the needs uh, of the uh, the sports teams that are facilitating you know occupying it right now. Uh, however, uh, the fan experience has to be uh, taken into consideration. And when you look at the the, the history of the uh, the Skydome, um, in I, I, I kind of think it was doomed. They used to call it the, the Sky Doom. <laughs> it was doomed right from the beginning. We, were, we had just entered, a, you know, the, the Great Recession uh, upon its completion. And for those people who uh, remember uh, 1989, it was like the end of a, of a big boom era. And then all of a sudden, the entire economy went into the tank. And it was tough. It was a, it was a tough go. They, weren't, they had to basically, I believe what was stated back then, had to occupy that building 600 days of the year just to turn a profit. So uh, the $570 million construction cost of the building uh, far exceeded uh, the economic viability of that building. You know what I find interesting is the building was bought by Rogers Center for $25 million, And I would have think that was the steal of the century, and maybe that was an indication right there that this building, which was state-of-the-art when it began, had lost its usefulness, and maybe even the value of the whole area had lost its usefulness. You can you can look at it from that perspective. Uh, obviously, what Rogers acquired, what Rogers had to acquire it for, uh, pales in comparison to the money that they actually had to put into the stadium to to modernize it. For for those of us who remember that jumbotron, oh God, that was <laughs> it, it just wasn't up to standard. And uh, don't forget the the Scott uh, Rogers Center uses astroturf, uh, and a lot of teams today don't like astroturf. So, you know, you know, adding the dirt in the outfield uh, in recent uh, history, you know, it, it enabled 
to you know it to, to to last a little bit longer. But uh, let's be honest: uh, if you're if you're a, a sports fan and you're a player, you you like real grass. So I guess you know, to, to Perry's point, story, uh, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, to Perry's point, I think a lot of people deal with what the purchase price was, but that's like buying a failing business. The purchase price is low, but the liabilities and, and uh, I guess, repair work are, are high, and, and that was the case there. I think the other thing that sort of flies in the face of reality, or it's hard to fathom for all of us that, that saw this thing open, it was state-of-the-art at the time. Unfortunately, the the economic life of, of the rest of us, and you just detailed the economy went south, uh, but in terms of building these type of structures, everybody started from, from that moment on to put retro looks in their stadiums and of course there's the technology of of wi-fi and all these other things that happened much after the the concrete set on on the sky dome rogers center and and so it, it almost became antiquated really fast didn't it it did uh i don't think people had anticipated especially with the addition of the hotel component uh, to that particular building i actually remember uh, a friend of mine because I, I came from the hospitality industry uh being the assistant general manager of the ramada renaissance that was uh that acquired the hotel component uh, of that building in 1999. It was, um, you know what, and, and uh, the, the fact that the, the, there weren't one-way view windows in those hotel rooms, if you remember uh, that, that scandal, <laughs> it, it, was a, it, it, was, it was a different concept. Uh, I don't think people anticipated that, uh, you know, certain things would happen in that building. And now, in retrospect, uh, it looks like the, uh, the, what, the intentions were good. However, the reality is, is much different. We're talking about this now because there's a report in the Globe and Mail that they're going to be using the site to rebuild a new stadium and infrastructure with hotels and all that stuff. And then their Sportsnet, Roger Sportsnet, says it's not true. So how are we to interpret these developments and to know who's, who's right and who's wrong? Well, that, I, I read that article. Uh, the rumor mill has it that they're actually going to be building a smaller stadium uh, just to, to, to facilitate some numbers here, on average, uh, although you, you have the capacity of having 50,000-plus fans in that stadium, you're never at capacity. You're averaging uh, well below 40,000 fans in that stadium. So they could get away with a smaller stadium. And you're, I believe you're sitting on 17 acres of, of land, which, uh, which Rogers does not own. It's actually owned uh, uh, between a consortium of companies and the city of Toronto. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 to, to have... 17 acres of contiguous, uh, you know, acreage along the harbor front there is, is unheard of. And I think the, the highest and best use really does have to be taken into consideration when contemplating putting in a new uh, a facility with, uh, you know, you know with, the, with the fans' needs uh, being put first rather than the economic viability of the actual stadium itself. Well, and, and, you know, I, I think maybe that if you go back, the original business plan of the hotel would, made a lot of sense at the time, but now I think residential, like permanent residential condos, uh, you know, would, would certainly generate more money, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, everybody, the, 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 the trend was to move closer to where you worked. If you worked downtown, you wanted to live downtown. You know, the cost of owning a car and, and, and these, these mega commuters that are traveling from God knows where because housing affordability has gone down the tube, uh, you know, people have to consider where they work and, and how they're going to get there. And also, you know, part of life is, 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 is entertaining yourself. And, you know, you, you look at that pocket, it's, it's, it's highly conducive of, of, of tourism. And if you live in a tourist district, it's, it's highly, you know, desirable. So the question is, if you were a betting man right now, would you say there's going to be a new stadium or there isn't? 
Yeah, I, I think that the um, not the physical life of that building, but the conceptual life of that building has seen its day. Uh, being only 30-some-odd years old, uh, it, uh, it definitely uh, could, uh, you know, remain intact for many years to come. But uh, just look at the maintenance of, of, of the way that it, this thing was designed. You've got a quarter million bolts in that roof alone, and those have to be examined on, on, a, on a, you know, just on a safety level on a continuous basis. So, you know, as, as revolutionary as this building was in its day, I just think that, uh, you, know, you know, mistakes were made. Uh, no one could anticipate, uh, you know, what, what, you know, 30 years down the road that uh, its usefulness could have been. It's a beautiful building aesthetically. However, uh, the way that buildings are built now and the way that they're, they're modular and, uh, you know, you can shrink and expand them and add on them. Look at BMO Stadium in and itself. It has grown with the, with the, the fan base of, uh, you know, of, uh, of our teams that, that occupy it. Whereas uh, Skydome has, was built for, you know, the big hurrah and that was it. Charles, really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Anytime. Charles Park, managing broker at Remax West Realty Incorporated. I mean, really, there's a there's a sort of a circle here of uh, you know the the uh, architecture being great at the time, not really applicable now, as as he detailed there in, in terms of modular construction, uh, the use of the area around at the hotel, much better with residential condos and other businesses, and, and of course, uh, you know, the design of the building, the economic life. He said the uh, the uh, sort of the useful life of the building um, has expired. And think about all the repairs and the constant maintenance that would happen have to go into that roof and, and as groundbreaking as the roof was at the time it's 31 years old and you'd have to look at either replacing up, updating the technology or whatever i mean that is a, a real pain in the you know what so we'll, we'll explore that as we go along we will talk about safe and regulated sports betting act next kevin waugh is the conservative mp of saskatoon and, and grasswood in, in uh, out west and he has presented this and this is a fascinating subject as well i should tell you that uh, this show, Yes Guys, presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. This segment was sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website at BraleyAdvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050 and the TSN Radio Network. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. Yes, guys, presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com. Book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat, which is where you should experience it from. I mean, it is a car, and it sounds like a pretty darn good car. Let's talk about the Safe and Regulated Sports Betting Act, introduced by Kevin Walk, conservative MP at Saskatoon and Grasswood. And Kevin is with us now. Kevin, welcome. How are you today? Well, good, Jim and Perry, and uh, so this bill is uh, moving very quickly in the House of Commons, and our hope now that uh, the public can participate legally in this country, uh, certainly by July, if everything goes well. Okay, that's the, that's where I wanted to go. Is what's what's sort of the uh, the timeline on this? You expect it to be up and ready by July? Well, we're hoping. Here's uh, 
I'll give you some background, uh, you guys, if you don't, or yes, Guy, I guess, if you want to <laughs> go that way. Um, so I brought this bill forward in February with the first reading, and because of COVID and uh, parole parliament, I wasn't able to come up again until November 3rd. And that's when all parties uh, talked to the safe and regulated sports betting bill that I had, 218. And it was clear the NDP, the Bloc, and the Conservatives all support it. So it was brought out uh, in the last parliament by Brian Massey, the NDP member for Windsor West, and it was defeated in the House of Commons by the majority of Liberals. They had a majority back then. Now they don't. And uh, so we pretty well pinned them on November the 3rd. And then, you know what, I get a phone call about uh, 10 days ago that all of a sudden uh, the Justice Minister, David Lametti, phones me at night on a Tuesday and said, Kevin, thank you for all your work. We're going to take your bill and introduce it as a government bill. And it's C-13. So that's where it is right now. Uh, they've had first reading. Second reading is next Wednesday at 3.15. And I think they'll have third reading maybe in January, and then they'll send it off to the Justice Committee and on to the Senate for royal assent. So I'm going to ask a question which we keep referring to. If you're a betting person, when do you expect this will go into effect? Well, you know, this is a good one. Uh, so as a conservative uh, backbencher and an opposition member, am I allowed to get my bill 218 through the House of Commons? I think, Perry, I was. I think we had enough votes uh, to get it through. I needed 170. I think I had that. And then it gets into the Justice Committee for amendments. And the horse racing industry, I think, would have come and talked about their issues with my bill because I didn't have protections to the horse uh, racing industry. So let's say we kick that out in uh, February, goes to the Senate, and, and there's where issues have happened. And uh, Paul Beeston spoke to this bill when it was first introduced in the Senate, and uh, at the time, Major League Baseball, the NHL, all hated this idea because they wanted the royalties from it. They have the stat packages that they supply to Vegas, and it wasn't until 2018 that the United States Supreme Court allowed other states to participate in single-game betting. And New Jersey, as you all know, was the first state to challenge that. And now they have single-game betting, as do about 25 other states, which has caused a problem in Canada because of the offshore sites and the underground economy. We are losing at least $14 billion a year. And now provincial governments want to regulate this. So, uh, you know, I think the short answer, Perry and Jim, I really hope that we see this uh, for June, July. I think the CFL needs this. I think Major League Baseball and the NHL definitely need to see it because we are seeing a slippage when there is no sports to watch. Fans all of a sudden grab onto something else. And will they come back to the stadiums? Will they come back to television and radio? We're hoping so. And I think this bill would give them that added incentive to come back. Okay, Kevin, let's go back in your history. Way back when you were a sports director for CTV, when it came to curling events and I went out west, you were sitting there on the bench, maybe near me. Why would anyone want to give up the great world of sports broadcasting to go into politics? Yeah, 
you know, I, what happened to me? Isn't that the truth, Perry? And Jim, you too. I mean, you had a glorious uh, television career. Now you're on radio here. So what What happened to Kevin Waugh? I mean, I was at every Briar and every Scotty's, and I was enjoying it. Um, but you know what happened? It was 1989 that Saskatoon hosted one of the biggest Briars ever. We just built a Sastel Center, and all the things that people think about curling were exposed. It's a boring game. How can you go to Sudbury? Why would you go to St. St. Marie for a Briar? And then all of a sudden, God, wow, you've been in the patch. You're rolling dice. You're doing pigs on the, you know, we had a lot of fun as media, as you know, Perry. And then it was exposed. Here's a guy that um, had some fun in the media for 40 years in Saskatoon. And, and I decided to take the communications end of it and put it into politics. Because I think in politics, sometimes, I would say most of the time, Politicians don't do a very good job of communicating with their residents. For me, when I got elected in 2015, and it was a tough time being a conservative because the Harper era was running out, but when I came up to Holmes, it was, here's the sports guy. So all of a sudden they wanted to talk about curling or the riders or whatever, and you're trying to twist them to say, no, 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 that was yesterday. I, I want to talk about politics. So I had an in, but at the same time, I was still considered that sports guy because it was in their living room for 39 and a half years. I know how you feel. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Get inside Hyundai's new all, all new Elantra, the icon fully reimagined to keep you both connected and protected. Inside the available 10.25 inch touchscreen with navigation system and available wireless charging pad keeps you closer to everything you need. Plus, with intuitive capabilities like available forward collision avoidance assist with pedestrian, cyclist, and junction turning detection, the all new Elantra is always working to keep you safe. Visit HyundaiCanada.com for more details about the all-new Elantra and book a test drive today. Continuing our conversation with Kevin Waugh. And, and Kevin, I mean, what you said there, you're the sports guy and you're on Yes Guy, but I mean, it's like you have no other thoughts on anything. And and I wanted to ask you this, uh, you know, when I watch politicians speak, I, I get frustrated because they, they sort of, are, they're ad-libbing on the spot. I mean, who could ad-lib better than a sports guy, which is some, a skill that you would bring to the table that few have? Yes Guy, that's exactly <laughs> it. And, you know, the first time you stand up in the House of Commons, you're nervous as all hell. And then, you know, you look around, well, you know, I can speak better than John McCallum. I can speak better than Bill Morneau. I can speak better than any of these guys. And it wasn't until a month or two in that you realized this. Hell, I've been doing this for over 40 years. Uh, get up and, you know, d- deliver the speech if it's 10 or 20 minutes long. And if it's in question period, do that. And so, you know, my motto is, you know, your strong voice in Ottawa. So, yes, guys, uh, you know, when you go back into sports, we're always, uh, everybody likes the sports guys. Nobody likes the news guys because the news is all Drury these days. But the sports guys always associated with the fans. So um, you're right. So going from sports to the House of Commons was seamless. As you guys know, you always work three to midnight and weekends and holidays. There was no break. House of Commons was almost the same. I remember the first year we were done at December 10th, 
And I came home and my wife said, what the hell? We're having Christmas Eve and you're here. Usually I was on the air on Christmas Eve for 32 years. We did the newscast. And now all of a sudden, Kevin was at home on December 10th and not going back till January 25th. She went nuts that first year. She didn't know what to do with me. (laughs) Kevin, you're a member of Parliament, so I have to treat you with the utmost of respect and courtesy. But thank you for giving all us people who are involved in sports a chance for the listeners to understand what it means to be a sports guy and what it means to be a yes guy. (laughs) Yes guy. Yes guy. (laughs) Oh, my. I I still miss sports. Um, I follow it. Um, I question the Rangers not giving – their two best juniors up for the World Junior coming up on TSN during uh, the end of December. But, you know, sports and politics, believe it or not, guys, it's the same. You just communicate. You're having fun. Don't think things too seriously. Yes, I've been in sports for decades. It's a wonderful career. It certainly has changed, and we knew it was going to change. Um, but uh, all in all, it's it's still great. And, uh, you know, the one sport that we miss out west, as you guys know, is the CFL. We're, we're deeply concerned about the league, and uh, we're just hoping that they can play in 2021. Kevin, really appreciate your time. On the way out, so you have this, uh, the, the next step is Wednesday, and, and what could happen there? Well, that will be the second reading, Jim. So I'm going to lead it off for us, the Conservative Party, And, uh, you know, I'm going to support the uh, Liberal government. Now it's a government bill. And usually government bills get passed quickly through the Senate. And uh, so we'll have a 10-minute debate, each of us. It'll go an hour long. The government will come up. They'll give their vision on the bill. Then I'll follow them, the Bloc and NDP. So after that, and I've seen some reports that they might try to slip this thing through next week to get into committee in January, But I think closer to the end of January is the final vote. Then we'll get it into justice and over to the Senate. And by God, things have got to change here. And, um, you know, I think everybody in this country agrees with this bill. Whether you like gambling or not, it does exist in this country. So why not regulate it? Uh, And that's what all five professional sports want. They want it regulated by the provincial governments. And this bill will give them that opportunity. Kevin, thanks very much. And on the way out, I'm just going to say, yes, guy. Yes, guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thanks, Kevin. Enjoy your day. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Yes, guy. Yeah, well done. Yes, guys, presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. Up next, Yes, Guy, No Guy. This is Yes, Guy, TSN 1050 and the TSN Radio Network. Now back to the Yes, Guy Show. Yes, Guy. On TSN 1050.
Final segment for this edition of Yes Guy. Yes Guy is presented by our friends Hyundai Canada. Experience the all-new Elantra, their state-of-the-art sedan that elevates every journey with intuitive features like the available 10.25-inch touchscreen display with available wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, plus advanced safety technology like available parking collision avoidance assist. The all-new Elantra goes above and beyond to keep you connected and protected. Learn more about the all-new Elantra by visiting HyundaiCanada.com or, of course, your local dealership. Well, segment four, that can only mean one thing. It's time now for my favorite game. Yes, guy. No guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, especially all those new Elantra owners, time now for Yes, Guy, No Guy, the official sanctioned edition on Yes, Guy. Go ahead, sir. Because of what Kevin Wad did, do we bring him back as quickly as possible, if only so he could say Yes, Guy. Oh, emphatically, yes, guy. Are you kidding? Yes, that's guy. Why, that's why we made the show to have moments like that. That is that was superlative. And of course, leave it up to an ex sports guy to figure out how to handle himself. Oh, yes, guy. Sports guy. Yes, guy. He hit. He hit everything. It was like he was reading the script. Yes, I agree. Emphatically, we have to bring him back as quickly as possible. And you know what? He'll keep us up to date with the sports, uh, you know, the betting, because I think it's really, really important. I think it's, it could change the landscape in Canada um, if it goes through. I like the name of the act, the Safe and Regulated Sports Betting Act. That is uh, really properly done. Yes, guy, no guy from here. Expect an extremely wacky week starting Monday in the CFL. Well, there's going to be... No guy, okay? I, oh. I don't think it's going to matter. You get all these free agents, but is anybody talking about the CFL right now? No. It's lost its place. Owners don't even know if there's going to be a season next year. And even if there is a season next year, they're going to try and lower the salary cap. So I just think that all these things that they're trying to do in the CFL, there's still that great elephant in the room. Are they even going to get to have a season next year? I'm I'm really concerned, and you heard Kevin. He's concerned, too, because the CFL means a lot, but who knows where it's going. Okay, go ahead, sir. All right, I'm going off the board with this one. Francis Ford Coppola has announced that there's going to be a revision of The Godfather 3. Are you excited to see what The Godfather 3 will be like? Oh, no, guy. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think we sort of understand how it ends. Been there, done that. No, guy. An emphatic no, guy. And before I, I, I expand on that, let me tell you that Yes, Guy is presented by Hyundai Canada. Get behind the wheel of the all-new Elantra, your intuitive road companion designed with the features to connect and protect you. You can learn more about the all-new Elantra at HyundaiCanada.com and book a test drive to experience it from the driver's seat. I mean, why would you want to mess with that? Why, why do you need to redo Godfather 3? It wasn't a classic movie by any stretch, but the story has been told. Well, Francis Ford Coppola has said he may do something different this time. Oh, you got to no, give him credit. Is he going to stop it with like? Is he going to put a Sopranos ending on it? We don't know that. It's Francis Ford Coppola. It could be anything. Okay, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guy. Whatever, guy. Are All you right. ready for this? Go ahead. Guy. Okay, we've got ninety seconds, so I'm going to time you specifically. Yes, guy, no guy. You have reserved making judgment on athletic performance just because of the altered state that we've been in for the last nine months, and probably will be for at least the next six. So you don't really rate athletic performance anymore. You enjoy watching sports, but it is what it is. Yes, guy, no guy. Yes, guy. It yeah. is what it is. Perhaps the most famous line in all of 
our language. Who knows where it's going? Who knows what salaries are going to be like? Who knows what the games are going to be like? If there's going to be any sports happening, it's just too, uh, I'd say it's too miscombobulated right now, or discombobulated, like I just said. And yeah. um, I have no idea. Jim, you can pick up on that. It's just too confusing of a thing right now in sports. Yeah, I, I just find it silly to assess blame for a loss when, I mean, the world is altered and things just work out one way or the other. And I think a lot of the uh, pregame and postgame analysis goes out the window here. Just You just accept it. And if your team wins, it's great. Uh, you know, you probably look back on it five years from now and think, well, it was fortuitous because of the situation. And I just don't think there's any greatness to be anointed here. It's just you're, We're just getting through it, right? Sports is all about the playbook, reading from the playbook. This is the plays we're going to do. There is no playbook in sports right now. No one has a definitive idea how long COVID-19 is going to last and what sports will play in this whole pandemic. So it's just too confusing. Out of time. Talk next week. Thanks for joining us on Yes Guy and TSN 1050 and the TSN Radio Network.